are you, Jay? I'm very good. I'm extremely good, especially now. I'm actually kind of glad. So we're recording this just as like a thing. We're recording this on Sunday rather than Thursday. Yeah. Because you had prior engagements, so we rescheduled. Yeah. And I guess it's actually kind of a good thing now, because it's I've done more on Pokemon, so. Mm. And I suppose we'll, <coughs> we'll come on to that very shortly. Yes. In terms of what you've done, yes, yes. Um, yeah, we re we yeah we rescheduled because uh, I'm a doofenshmirk. And then um I've had that word in a while. <laughs> and then yeah, and then here we are. So um so firstly, Jay uh-huh. I'm really tired. So I think the audience should just let just just, just be <laughs> pretty trans- being transparent. Yeah. I think Jay's in a pretty good mood. You seem in a good mood. Yeah, I mean I am, well, yeah, I am in a good mood. Yeah. And um and that's 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 the all that's all there is to it. Secondly, um I spoke to you yesterday you but I wanted to tell the people Uh-oh. that um I finished watching the Death Stranding movie thing. Oh right, yeah. And um personally I'm really, really grateful I didn't play through the whole game because I don't think I would have enjoyed it. But it's fair. But, it's fair. I do, I do believe Jay when he says he loves it, and yeah, I, do. Um, I do think the story is quality. To be fair. Okay. Thirdly, um, yesterday Jay, yeah. a couple of people came up to me because uh, I was at I was at a wedding. A couple of people came up to me and were like, "Oh yeah, do you do the game podcast thing?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." And he was like, "Oh yeah, you, oh, should, no. keep, you should keep doing that. That's that's that was like it was really good." And okay. I was like, "I appreciate that." So just just shouting out the thanks for anyone who might have um spoke to me about it and um just to let you know jay that we do this for us but you know one or two people do actually listen to it so hopefully that'll fill you with a bit of yeah no that does help (laughs) and lastly jay yeah i think it's time i introduce us but before we do that, okay. Jay, what was the name of the actor pretending to be the Mandarin? Oh, I know Tony, this. <laughs> Tony Platt, oh. Timothy Slither, Thomas Helms, or Trevor Slattery? That is Trevor Slattery from, I think. Correct. Yeah, yeah. I think actually the only reason I remember that is because he was in the recent Shang-Chi movie as well, so... Oh, is he? And I remember them just saying Trevor over and over and over again. So, like, I know um, the actual actor who plays that character is Ben Kingsley, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought is you were going to say that, but yeah, he's well. Yeah, he's well, actually I... plays a pretty big part in it, but yeah, mm. I'd say like a large cameo. We'll say. Well, yeah, I guess like a like a what do you call it? Like a a reprising role, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought I was going to say that too because when I listed the options, I was like, "Yeah, I was like, I'm waiting." I, well, as soon as I, I thought, "Okay, Ben Kingsley, I know this," but then you actually, yeah, yeah okay, it makes sense now. Yeah, yeah. I like, I liked how I actually knew that one. That's good. Yeah, good. Well, you know most of them. You know yeah, them. I'd say so. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the TGO Show Video Game Podcast, uh, where two people who uh, have. Affinity, a love. Slightly, con- I was going to say controversial opinions. 
Oh, okay. Well, I guess yeah. So we we tend to look at things not from like the popular opinion, mm, just from the opinion. Like we don't necessarily always play devil's advocate. It just so happens that our opinion might happen to be that. Yeah. Sometimes and I'd some, say more yeah. me than you. Yeah, I think that's probably true. I feel like I'm probably I mean, the weirder. I'm the, I'm the one with the weirder opinions. I say you've got a lot more mainstream opinions versus me. Yes, definitely. Only slightly definitely. though. Only slightly more mainstream. So we discuss games we were playing, news that broke. Uh, we also play some games ourselves that we made up. So without further ado, Jay, uh. let's get right into the big news which we didn't touch on last week. Oh, sorry, on Thursday, early this week, because of my doofenshmirkness. Sure. But before we do that, Jay, you have forgotten something on this document. Probably. And that is your thoughts on the Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yeah, I thought you were going to say that, yeah. I, for- I completely forgot about it again, because it sort of went by like so quick. It was such a like a weekend quick, quick thing yeah. just before Pokemon came out. Okay. Um. So what do I think about it, huh? Yeah. Did you enjoy it? Um, what did you think about the so story? So you didn't play them both, did you? You only played one of them. Yeah, so I watched the Odyssey one played okay. Valhalla. Yeah. I think I actually enjoyed the Odyssey one more. Ooh, okay. Just because it was like it was it was nice going back to Odyssey. Like Valhalla mm. seemed too recent for me to enjoy, in quotes, as much as Odyssey. Like going back to Odyssey almost like felt like going back and meet like seeing an old friend, you know? Yeah, like it was just like right back into where we were. So does that mean you probably won't be that up for Ragnarok when it comes out? Oh no, I'm definitely up for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think that's just like a different thing, right? That's just like carrying on that story. And I feel like this DLC was just like giving you, like, just giving us more as to what was going on with Cassandra throughout the time. And I'm glad it is Cassandra and not the bloody male character, because. Cassandra's the real character of Odyssey, if you ask me. Well, you can play... I think you can play the male character in the... You in can, the but it's just like... Oh, can you? Well, okay, so on... I mean, if you're Oh, I guess, male, yeah, if, yeah, you you, know yeah I mean? you're right. Yeah, you're right. But I'm not sure... I, think I know that. what you're saying, because I'm not sure who turns up in Valhalla. I think that is Cassandra every it time. It is Cassandra every time, I think. Because obviously yeah. they play on the Ranvi thing. But oh, anyway. yeah, you're right. Ah, yeah, I forgot about <clears> that. So yeah, yeah. So Jay, let's just get your general thoughts on how much you liked the actual thing, and then I'll ask you about, I guess it, it, it the, the DLC is more of a as a more of a meta thing. So did okay. you enjoy it? You you enjoyed going back to Odyssey? Oh, I did. Yeah, it was so it was short and sweet, right? Like it wasn't like mm. what was it like uh, like a two hours maybe per yeah. side? So it was like four hours total. It was short and sweet. I mean, it was free as well, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, free content is always going to be good there. Um, yeah, it's kind of hard to like. It's just the you know same old stuff, really. It was much another the same. Day at the office. Yeah, another day at the office. Much the same. Um, they didn't. They didn't need to innovate on anything. It was just more of just telling more of the story. It was almost like just a bit of a treat. You know, yeah. it wasn't really anything special. I mean, it was special, but not for like. More for like if you if you I think it was better for hardcore fans of uh, AC than than just like uh, not as hardcore fans you know just regular players I guess. Yeah, and then uh, how did you find the Valhalla one compared to Odyssey? 
can't remember what actually happened now. I feel like I remember more of the Odyssey one than the Valhalla one. You go to the, the Valhalla. Uh, you go to, is it the Isle of Sky? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I think the Valhalla one, I think, had a bit more substance in the... Mm. Actually, no, they're both very similar because you're both on an island, aren't you? But yeah, the Valhalla one definitely seemed like it had more meat on its bones. Um, yeah, I liked that there was a whole new area. I, I'm glad it wasn't just like yeah. in, in England, you know. We were actually somewhere different and you had to do all the usual stuff of collectibles and side, and more side and, stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, it was it was good in that sense. Yeah. Yeah, so how, how did you feel about the actual crossover in terms of like, I mean, we've talked about this, right? But I guess like the thinking is moving forward. Cassandra is going to be this this figure that goes through time and basically. So that's I she's guess almost that like a fairy godmother, it. right? Right. <laughs> she's almost kind of like, um, yeah, like just I'm trying to think what like, what's like a good comparison. Like, what is what's like a comparison of like a character that always shows up and helps the character through each iteration of a game. I guess that is just like a fairy godmother type thing, right? But Yeah, I know what you mean. Like I feel like something in Final Fantasy there. Like a bit I suppose a bit like I mean I don't really want to talk about like huge seven remake theories and stuff, but like someone like Eric like someone who's who's the always like the guiding light, shall we say. It's like the all seeing I mean? eye, almost like Sauron. Right. <laughs> just always right. there, you know? Always watching, almost like yeah. death. She's almost like the Grim Reaper, basically. <laughs> kind of, she kind of is there with her staff. She's just kind of like the Reaper, you know. She's always there, ready to intervene, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. She almost so like when a you god. Saw she's a god, basically. So. When you saw them cross over, then were you like pretty hyped? Was it? I mean, I thought, I thought. So in terms of the story, I was shocked by like. I know Odyssey's really old now, so it doesn't really matter. But they did play on some important characters in this little DLC piece, didn't they? What do you mean? What like? With Barnabas. Oh sure, yeah. Like actually, yeah. Like, they didn't have to put that in, but I think they made the stakes quite high, really. What do you mean uh, stakes high? And what do you mean? In in terms of like you know, people like you can alter things pretty drastically for certain characters that you probably like. I mean, I guess, yeah. Okay, so spoilers for this little crossover. Yeah, <laughs> you can't. Barnabas can die. Oh, really? I think so. Yeah. Didn't know that. Let me let me double check that. Let me double check that. But but yeah, and then I I really enjoyed uh, all of pretty much all of Avor's and Cassandra's interactions with each other. I don't know about I you. I feel like Avor's got this thing about him. Where because he's had so much sort of like godly stuff happen to him already, he's kind of like not really phased by certain things. Like he he kind of is like the ultimate uh, and is it not antagonist? Prota he's like the ultimate protagonist in that he just he doesn't really get surprised by much because he's kind of seen it all already, you know. And I really enjoyed that. Like he's he's still very um, wary. I think he's got a very like kingly sort of leader type thing about him where he's extremely aware of what's going on but seemingly not like he makes it look like he doesn't know what's going on but he has everything under control if that's you know that's kind of what it seems like like he kind of knows what's going on and I thought that's, that's always how like the leader of a clan always tends to 
bee or like a tribe or you know a king they always seem to like on the outside make themselves look aloof but behind the scenes they have they're already like 10 steps ahead you know and i really i really i that's like one of the things i really enjoy about Eivor is that he just like he just he just kills it every time like he doesn't he can't go wrong you know yeah and like you say like even though he doesn't really know as much as what's going on as cassandra really he still kind of knows more than he should or more like more than he lets on yeah like like, oh, I know you, like I know what you mean. Like he seems like he's almost all knowing when, even when he isn't. <laughs> I, I tell you what, the fact that you said that is just for, enforces the idea that he basically is Odin, right? All knowing. Right. <laughs> that's right. what Odin. That's the reason why he's like the all-knowing eye. That's what Odin <clears throat> is. And the crow that's and everything. True. It just it all like it all ties together. It's like the storytelling in that is just genius, you know. Yeah, for sure. His character sure. it genuinely is like Odin. That just makes. I love it. Like that's that's really good character building right there. I think Avor and, and Cassandra might be some of the two best written AC characters so far. Definitely, definitely. Who was the Jim origin? Um, not Bayek, the other one, the woman. I forgot A- her name. Aya. 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 Maybe. Ava. I think I think both Bayek and her were pretty well written as well. Actually, I prefer her to Bayek. Yeah. Personally. Okay. Right. Where are we going? We're going transition, please, to your topic for the week, Jay. Okay. We're there. We're there. Jay, let's, let's get into it. Okay. So, had we um, had recorded this on Thursday, my current playtime would have been about 40 hours. I've completed the campaign, so I've seen the credits roll. Oh, oh my God. Okay. Uh, which was around about 25 hours. Is that long too for a bad. Pokemon game? That's about right. You, Pokemon games should be anywhere from 20 to 30. Okay. I'd say around the 24, 25 is like spot on, really. Like It's exactly where you want it to be. Um, you like definitely you could get it. Po- yeah, go on. I assume if you do a full Pokédex, that would take you like up to 80 to 100 hours on a normal Pokemon game? or So, oh, okay, sorry. I'm where I'm currently at... As of literally half an hour ago, so we start. We wanted to start recording this at two. We we started a little bit later, but while yeah. while you were slightly late, I was literally finishing the Pokedex. So I have now officially finished it. All two hundred and forty-two Pokemon done. Whoa! And it took me sixty-two hours to do that. Is that all the checklists as well? No. Game? So if I want to get all the list done to be able to get the shiny charm, that's probably going to take me a little bit longer. But I've I think I've already done about. A Probably about two fifths of, of of getting that done. So each each Poked- Pokemon in the Pokedex entry has a has a research level, and it goes from zero to ten. And if you get every single one to ten, that's when you get given a reward. So that's my my next like thing I have to do. I think I've already oh, done okay. a hundred up to research ten, so I've only got a hundred and forty two more to go, roughly. Wow, and yes, yeah, so you finished the Pokédex as well. I have, but you're probably pretty spot on about that 80 to 100. That's probably how long it's going to take me to, to get Research 10 on the rest of the Pokémon. So. Okay, got you. So yeah, we're, we're around the 60 at the minute. Is there any other, I guess, like main feats of you know accomplishment or <laughs> completion that you want to mention in terms of just to give an idea of where you're at in the game, I guess? Yeah, because, so... Like, I... There's no, like, Elite Four, is there? Or, Not or really, no. I mean, it's kind of like these Noble Pokemon, which you get done. There's only five of them. You get those done pretty quick. 
Um, I'd say by the end of the game, you should be like around the level 65 to 70 mark on your Pokemon. And I actually what, was the whole very party you've got, yeah the whole party. I was actually very under leveled. Like I should have, I didn't battle as much as I should have done. I was probably only like level fifty five by the time I should have been about seventy. So I had to like I probably spent a good like ten twelve hours just grinding to get up to the right level. <laughs> so you know I definitely could have finished this a whole lot quicker had I you know planned ahead slightly better. But I wasn't really thinking about that. So uh, I'd say the next feat, like you say, is uh, is getting the shiny charm, and then after that, it's probably just collecting shiny Pokemon. I've already gotten a few though. I got one today. I got a full odds Pikachu today. Ooh. So I got a shiny Sounds Pikachu. Nice. So Jay. First, sort of, I would consider one of the first true kind of spin-off Pokemon titles. Um, yeah, from the yeah. main series. Like I, I know there's a other loads than of like Pokemon yeah, games, like the Ranger but... games and the Mystery Dungeon, like a bunch of other stuff. Right. Yeah. Right. Pokemon, Pokemon Snap. Snap. All that. Yeah. Kind of all stuff. that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. 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 Like I consider this. I, I yeah. This is like this is yeah. I'd say they even they they're not really AAA games. I wouldn't say they're more like double A. This is more of a triple A Pokemon. Um, side game or whatever, but I have a feeling yeah, that the next game definitely could, uh, or the, they might even do like a series of these legends type games. Yeah, they're definitely the name, like right? a. There's a lot of like features that I think um, probably shouldn't be in other Pokemon main Pokemon games, and then a bunch that should. Well, before we get there, Jay. Before yeah. we get there, yeah, yeah, yeah. This first spin-off tile. Now I think we're gonna have. Like well, we will have a discussion about this, but as you can probably already tell, um, Jay's pretty positive, pretty optimistic towards the games he plays. I would say, and is it fair to say, Jay, that you love this game? Yeah, it's up there. It's very up there. It's it's when... it's very different though. Like it's, I feel like I compare this to how we compare AC errors. Okay. So you've got your first nice like companions. to me, I feel like old Pokemon games before this one, or even like the ones that were just a sort of like Leaf Green style, um, you know, the sort of very basic two D side scroll type ones. Um, they're sort of like the first um, first era of AC, you know, AC one, and then two through to Brotherhood or Revelations or whatever it was, um, and then. The next era of Pokemon was sort of when it transitioned to more of a 3D-esque type thing, so like Sword and Shield when it you know recently came out. I think Y and Sun and Moon as well, or X and Y Sun and Moon. Um, and I, I'd say Sword and Shield and this are probably like like a new era, where you know the game looks a hell of a lot better. The graphics are obviously like way up there compared to the first and second era, and they're not as pixely as they were back then. So yeah, where was I going with that? I don't even know where I was going with that. What was yeah, the question? Yeah, so <laughs> you you love the game. Yeah. <laughs> um, you really it's very different to the yeah. other mainline games. Um, I've played like three, four minutes of it. Yeah, I'm just to just to yeah, just to put that out there. Uh, so uh, with that, I mean, let's not go into like the debate side just yet. Maybe you can tell us about what you really like about the game. Oh, wow. Okay. So, one thing about previous Pokemon games that I've always found a little bit annoying is that they had... Um, so, all Pokemon tend to have an ability, and then they, which are like one of usually two or three abilities, 
one is usually a hidden one that you have to like specially read for or like you know you can't get normally um, so you have to keep reading them it's like a rng basically yeah it's like an rng type thing but um and usually one of the abilities is like the best of the two right so they completely got rid of that in this which i think helps with collecting pokemon and like getting the one that you really really want like the only thing you've really got to um, keep grinding to get the one you want for is the natures they kept all 36 natures i think 36 30 natures whatever one it is so that's the only thing that they've sort of kept as to like make you keep going back to like try and get different ones because this this game actually like it's it's very they sort of designed to say so you have to catch like hundreds of pokemon whereas i feel like in previous pokemon you didn't really need to catch that many like you could catch that many but there wasn't really an incentive in this one the incentive is that you're trying to, the more you catch and the more you complete of the research levels of the pokemon it's sort of like is become the badge system of pokemon because in previous pokemons there was obviously like the badges eight badges and the elite four they sort of replaced that with the 10 stars or the 10 ranks that you get with the survey core and the survey core is basically like you trying to fill up the pokedex that's like the whole point of the story right um, I'm actually, I think I'm on nine nine stars out of ten, and that took me obviously uh, like 55 hours to do that. So I'm still got another star to go. But the more you catch Pokemon, and like I say, the more you fill up the research levels, the more you get these ranks. So I really like, I like that they've changed the whole gym thing, but I still want the gym thing back eventually. Well, I thought they got rid of the gym thing even in Sun and Moon. They did. They got rid of it in Sun and Moon, which I really didn't like. I didn't like what they okay. replaced it with. This I feel like this is probably like a good mixture of like Sun and Moon, Sword and Shield. It's like those two games mashed together essentially, because they kind of got rid of the gym thing in Sword and Shield. They made it a slightly different, different way of doing things. Like it's it's still gyms. It's just slightly different. So I feel like they're, they're just sort of like testing what they can have fun with. Really, yeah. you know? they're not. They're trying to just go slightly different on the formula. <laughs> And I like that they've yeah. they've made they've they've sort of made it so you have a reason to want to catch hundreds and hundreds of Pokemon. The one thing right. I will say also about that is they actually they don't tell you this in the game, but if you let's say you catch like ten of the same Pokemon, and you only want one of the ten, so you release you can release nine of them out of your box or your pasture is what they're called in this. And when you release multiple Pokemon at a time, you get given um, like a grit item, so G R I T grit. There's like four different grit items, and those grit I grit items are used to level up your effort values. Now, one thing they've changed in Pokemon is that they used to have IVs and EVs, which were sort of like your stats to make it so um, either all of your six main stats or like a variation of however number you want of those would be different levels depending on what kind of Pokemon you'd use. So let's say you had a Pokemon that was more of a physical Pokemon. So it needed more attack rather than special attack. If it was a special Pokemon, you'd need more special attack. So you'd have like your effort values would probably be maxed out on like your HP, your attack, and your defenses. So you'd, you'd concentrate just on those. So they've kind of got rid of that system and only left you with a one system that's a 0 to 10 rather than a 0 to 252. So they've made it less complicated from that. They've sort of like um, made the game more Simplified accessible. It. Yeah, they've made the yeah. game a hell of a lot more accessible. I think they've. I'm hoping that that is one thing they do change back. But I think the reason they did that is because there's no PvP in this game. 
because the way that the yeah the way that the the fighting happens in this game is still turn-based but it's like a different combat system where you can have agile and strong um yes. variations of moves the agile variation makes it so you um, have more chance of being able to take your turn more often but the your the power of the move is weakened so let's say you had like an 80 power move with an agile style it would be 60 but you could potentially go two times in one turn or if you use a strong version it would go to 100 and you'd have your your opponent would then take two turns in their one turn so you have to kind of figure out well can this move if if i choose strong move will it definitely kill or if it doesn't kill i'm then definitely going to get killed cuz they're going to hit me twice kind of thing you know Mm, so mm. I lo- that's another thing I really like about it but that wouldn't be viable in like a PvP setting I don't think I've watched quite a few videos of like because there's a the world champion of Pokemon um, Wolfie he sort of has done like a lot of videos recently talking about the viability of this combat system and how it probably wouldn't work in PvP which is probably why they've changed it so much for this game and the reason why there's no PvP because it just wouldn't work basically you wouldn't be able to do tournaments with it it wouldn't be viable. So, but I like okay. that they've done that for like a like a side Pokemon game, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, they are experimenting a little, which is cool. So uh, when I played it, Jay, mm. uh, so on the one we we spoke about this right, but on the one hand, we have this, we have fans like you who are just basically enjoying the fact they've got a different type of Pokemon game, right? It's on the Switch. It's like quite cool there's lots of cool stuff in it um and you've got you know like so one of the things that impressed me was that whole like just seeing a pokemon out in the wild and being able to actually throw a pokeball at it i'm like that's and there's cool. there's a that's lot of cool. different interactions you can have just in that small like time frame so cer- certain pokemon if you hover over them with the left trigger it can tell you a lot about whether it's a female or a male and what level they are as well so that can determine on whether you actually want to catch the Pokemon in the first place. So let's say you do get like a, a male level 20 rather than a female level 10. You want to catch this one, right? So you go to catch this one. And if the Pokemon has seen you and has a red um, exclamation point above its head and it sort of gets enraged, it, they'll then try to attack you and you can't catch it in that state. So you either have to run away and make it so it doesn't see you again. Or you can use certain items to throw at it to make it sort of almost be stunned so then right. you can catch it but if, right. the, if the pokemon is kept unaware and you are like crouched down and hidden in some like grass you can then catch it while it's unaware anyway and it will still have a very high chance of being caught that way that's cool so if you also <laughs> so when you hold down the trigger you can see these like arrows above the head of the pokemon if it has zero arrows it has a very low chance of being caught and then it has a different scale of one, two, three arrows. If it has three, it's basically like 100% chance. Two is like 75, one is like 50, and then zero is like 25. So it kind of like, you kind of want to try and get it to 100, but you don't always have to, because depending on what Pokeball you use, you're almost guaranteed to get it anyway. So, you know, you've got no Pokeball, Great Balls, Ultra Ball, stuff like that. So, so yeah, so that that's that's cool. Like, those interactions are really cool. And I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure that you just enjoy the game, right? But then you've got the other side of the aisle, I think, which is, I don't know, other people maybe like me who don't really like Nintendo games or maybe people who 
don't like Pokemon because they think it's become stale and stuff like that. Where, you know, for instance, I'm like, oh my God, the draw distance is horrendously low. Yeah. You know, the game looks like, I know it's stylistic. I completely get that. I mean, Dragon Quest Eleven doesn't look that graphically impressive. However, um, you know, this game doesn't look that advanced in terms of graphics. But, you know, there's no voice acting again, you know, for a Nintendo game. I think that might be a stylistic choice. But, yeah, um, I feel like they might always go with that, and I feel like there's not really a need for voices in Pokemon. Yeah, which plus is fair it takes you know it costs a lot of money to do that and more time. So yeah, so, so this is one of the things, right? And yeah. I used, I tried to use a comparison to try and because you've got like these critics saying, you know, it's like, yeah, let's. I think it's like a rough eighties or something game, right? Eight out of ten game, something like that, right? Yeah, I feel and like then, every Pokemon game. I actually might want to need to check this, but I feel like every Pokemon game in the last decade or so has been in the high eighties. Right. Which is kind of like but a then good if thing, you right? Ask, it's very like, consistent. But then if you ask, like, some people, maybe even some, like, YouTubers and stuff, I think they would argue that, like, again, there is a huge Nintendo bias happening there, in my opinion. Yeah, more um, likely, actually, yeah. But I haven't, like, I haven't played, I mean, I haven't played them in years, I don't play them as much as you do, I don't play them at all. Um, but I think the other side of the aisle is, I think I, the, the example I use to illustrate what i kind of meant was horizon forbidden west mm. where let, like let's just forget nintendo for a second we just look at expectations to a sequel or a spin-off title in a series right um so you've got horizon forbidden west which is a sequel to zero dawn coming out and they will have to improve on every aspect of the game and it seems from the surface like they'll have to improve more significantly, perhaps, both in gameplay, presentation, length of content, all this stuff. Um, you know, like the the uh, haptic feedback on the controller, all this type of stuff they'll have to work on. And people will be really critical of, of, of every element of the game. And then I feel like when we talk about Nintendo games, I don't know why... But there are certain elements we don't question or we don't look at with a critical eye, like, like let's say graphics, or let's say voice acting, maybe, or or even maybe general writing of the game, right? Maybe just just characters, how they come across, how they develop these types of things. And then I just think it's really unfair that it seems like you know almost every other triple a game even double a game is put through this fucking gauntlet of like what's everything like like what is every single thing in this game like is it good is it bad like every single thing how's multiplayer work like everything and nothing gets a pass when nintendo bring out like super mario odyssey or something you know and like i think people just they just take it you know they just take it i think that might be more of a good thing than what you think like nintendo haven't put themselves probably deliberately or maybe even subconsciously like they they know that if they were to improve on too much it would then mean that they'd be held to a much higher standard and they, they probably don't want that they want to just be held to the same standard that everyone should be which is sort of the middle ground right so i think if they if they were to do like you say if they, let's say that pokemon became you know as important to think about the graphics and the voice acting and all this kind of stuff, then there'd just be a lot more worse press around Pokemon, and that's not what Nintendo wants. That's not what Game Freak wants. So they might as well just keep it as is, right? And I feel like that's probably quite a genius thing to do. Like if it isn't broke, why you know don't fix it type of situation. Right. right. 
Like if you're a company like and you know you can you can do this much, yeah, and make more if not the same amount as the companies who are putting in this much effort. Right. Why why go any higher? Because you're gonna like you're just gonna spend, be spending more money by putting in more effort, and then getting less of a return off of the sales that you get anyway. So it's kind of like. You know, it's a great spend point. as spend as little as you can for the most amount of profit. You know, it's actually it's a, a pretty good point. thing because it also then means that they can put money in other places that they may need to for other things. You know, that's true. I do think the extreme of that case though is leads towards microtransactions, leads towards yeah. minimal updates, right? So, like for instance, I think you could argue like, oh look, we can put a Battlefield game out and hardly you know have it work, and we'll still sell copies, sort of thing, right? They just recently yeah, apologized, didn't they? <laughs> Did they? Yeah, I think the, the company. Who's the company behind Battlefield? Dice. Yeah, Dice. They recently put out a statement, basically saying, you know, the game didn't, uh, hasn't reached the standards to what we would like, and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> so working. Yeah, 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 basically. I think they rushed yeah, it. No, but, it's a, know, too it's ambitious. It's a great point, Jay. It's a great like, like, and like you say, right? Like they're selling like mad. So why would they? I guess you know what? It's almost from like an artistic point of view. I just. Like I would just imagine, what would it be like if they had, you know, five hundred more people working on it and four years to make a Pokemon? What's well, the you thing? Know, they like they've got so much time to do that that they're not rushing. You know, there's no reason right. to rush to get there. They might as well take their time. I feel like it's a very Japanese thing to do. I feel like the the one thing you can take away from like Japanese culture is that they tend to master one thing. They're very good at mastering one thing. They're not they're not a jack of all trades type nation. They're very much so. I'm gonna spend fifteen years mastering this one thing, and then I'm gonna spend another fifteen years mastering it even more. And I don't know how I'm gonna do it, but I'm gonna do it. Like they don't they they they, they don't cut corners, they don't do anything. They make sure that they absolutely nail it. And I feel like if they were to put if they were to what's the word? Extract what's like uh Extrenuate? Is that the right word? Extract? No, like if they were to uh, strain themselves, I guess, into trying to get too much done and, you know, do putting little effort into lots of things rather than ma- maximum effort, Deadpool, into one thing, then yeah. the game wouldn't be as good. So if you ask me, I feel like they're doing exactly what they need to be doing. And there's no reason Sorry. why, because... If anything, it's a lose lose if they do what everyone else is doing. They're 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 setting themselves apart from everybody else. They're right. unique, and I love that. I mean, I'm cool with that. Yeah, there's I'm no reason cool for them to, to be the sheep. You know, they're the wolf. If yeah, you ask yeah. me. Yeah. Nintendo is definitely well, the wolf. If it's okay with you, Jay, I know. Look, we've got Pokey Pasture as a regular. Oh yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to be talking about this again so... next week. So I've got, I'm going to split yeah. it up to multiple versions, you know, or multiple, cool. uh, multiple That's issues, cool. multiple episodes, multiple instances, whatever you want to call well, it. A bit like, a bit like we have games that go on forever now. We'll just have a continuous update of Jay's Pokemon experience. Yeah, I feel like yeah. we did that with Final Fantasy. We keep doing it with AC. Like we talk about the same True. games a lot, but you know, we we have updates a lot, so we kind of have to talk about it when it comes up. For sure, for sure. Very quickly, Jay, uh, I'm very much into the games at the moment. So much so that my spare time, I'm checking out other sort of gaming content, right? Yeah. And one of those things is speedrunning. Uh, He's got I... there. Oh, mate. Dude, I'm you've got so much to look terms, at. Terms, 
man good, there's good. so much to look at and learn like so f- f- firstly i think it breathes new life into some of your favorite games oh for me 100 i'd say speed running is like 30 percent of the reason why i love dark souls so much right the other 70 being the game itself you know it's just it's so fun and- Oh, and one of these, I, I haven't watched it all because I do want to try Sekiro. Oh, yeah, but, me too. Uh, one yeah. Of them That's probably seeing, my next game I'm going to play, actually. One of them was seeing a guy <laughs> complete Sekiro blindfolded. Yeah. There's also I been, can't... there's one guy on Twitch, I forgot his name, but he's completed Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3, Sekiro without and Bloodborne hit. without getting hit, yeah. Every single, all, all, but in a row. So all five games from start to finish. What? Yeah, in like an hour each. Sometimes so less. Speed, run, speed running them as well. Speed running them all in a row without getting hit. Yeah. It's been Man. done multiple times. I've even seen people speed run the games on um, on unconventional controllers. So you know the Donkey Kong bongo drums. Oh yeah, yeah. I've yeah. seen people do it on that. I've seen people do it on keyboards. I've seen people do it on the DDR mats. Oh, is it man. like the, you you can't even think of up all the variations of pe- what people have done for speedruns on Dark Souls and stuff like that. It's insane. Yeah, so I'm I'm basically just checking out. Um, I I missed. Is it? Oh, I always get it wrong. AGDQ. Um, I missed. Yeah. I think they. It was actually early this year. I think it's quite early in the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the awesome games done quick little thing anyway. I say little, it's massive. Their, their um, channel so, on Twitch grew pretty big this year, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, very yeah, nice. Yeah, and I've just been watching, you know, like Spyro and stuff like that. I love the Spyro. You want to watch the Halo infinite speed runs. They're really fun. Oh, my God, dude. People are breaking that game. Yeah. I'll have to recommend. There's a, one uh, YouTuber who I watch. I have to recommend. Actually, two people I have to recommend because, yeah, this is... It's so fun watching them trying to figure it out, you know. More now, I think more of the fun comes like it, the fun comes in like different levels. There's like different yeah. parts to it. The first part is them being like, right, okay, here's what I might do when the game comes out. Here's what I am going to do when the game comes out. Here's me trying to figure it out, and then here's me having figured it out and mastered it, and then here's me mastering it even more. Like it's just like there's so many levels to it, and you can watch it from start to finish, and it's just so fun. And I can't. Like I can't really get over how people would like sit there and try and like do these techniques for like days, weeks, months at a time just uh-huh. to get there. You know, I just like it. I would never. I mean, like, like if you, if I could, I would just really, really rather not. You know what I mean? Like, so I one could try. One example I can give is that there's people who are still figuring out things from Devil May Cry one and two, like twenty years later. Right. right. It's mental mate yeah i can't i can't get over it and then when they're like oh yeah this strat you know was uh was found you know two years ago on like crash team racing the original i'm like what mm-hmm. like oh dude yeah I, I can't i can't also oh oh and i mean naked jakey's got a fantastic video on speed running that he put out recently right but then you've also got the fact that oh yeah by the way they'll talk while they're doing it you know, I'm yeah. like, I just can't, dude. Like, yeah. I mean, every single speedrunner has got to have ADHD, surely. Because, like, yeah. the amount of attention it needs to even do that and talk at the same time and then look at chat, I'm like, there's, yeah, dude, I, there's no I way. Definitely These guys are getting four inputs. Yeah. These guys are getting four inputs at all times. So you know? much, so you know much I mean? going on. Yeah. 
Yeah. Too much stimulation. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to handle it, I don't think. Any recommendations, Jay, for me to explore there? <laughs> Elijah. Eli- Elijah's. L-I-L-E-L-I-J-J-A-Z. He's a... I want to say he's like Finnish or Swedish or something, but he's very like English, American sounding. Um, he does all the Hitman speed runs. Oh, yeah, okay. And he does quite a few Resident Evil speed runs too. They're pretty fun. Cool. So if you want to okay. watch that stuff, I do, I'll have to look up some more stuff. But there, there's a guy who I watch who does a lot of Dooms and uh, yeah, Doom, Doom, Doom Eternal, um, Devil May Cry stuff, um, and Halo stuff as well, and Resident Evil. So awesome. it's just you know, and then Dark Souls. Ever a lot of people do Dark Souls, so you can just watch that wherever. Yeah, sure. Yeah, speedrun is like it's another level. You know, I'm actually looking forward to the new Hitman Year Two. Um, content. Mm, I'm hoping Hitman that three year two. Yeah, Hitman yeah. three year two. I'm hoping there's going to be a lot more stuff added for speedrunning on that as well. Yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, um, one of the. I think I can't remember if I told you this, Jay. I can't remember if we've spoken about this. We probably have, right? But like, the best thing about games is that, like, oh, I think I said this to to Ed. But the best things about games is like you don't just you, you don't just play them. You can watch them. You can watch someone playing them. Yeah. You can watch someone talking about them. You can yeah. listen to someone talking about them. You can yeah. listen to the soundtracks. You can li- like, there's just so like you can watch esports. Art you books. can play esports. Um, like books, Twitter, art, podcasts. Yeah, everything. Like there's just like it never ends. And I know you've got. <laughs> it's just amazing. It's just amazing. It really is. Um. Anyway. Anyway. Um. Before we move on to the news, Jay. Uh-huh. Do you? You mind uh, briefly discussing some of these new classes we've got for Tiny Tina's Wonderlands? Yeah, I got to remember. I have to look up what they are because I can't remember now. But I actually have <laughs> oh, some I info on that in terms okay, of because uh, they added like a, a very small hint um, at the end of the video that just came out um, talking about uh, the classes. So they've got this thing now where you can have multi-class. Which is the reason why there's six classes total, I think. Let's have a look. Okay. Yeah, okay. So the new ones are Graveborn and Spore Warden. So Spore Warden is sort of like a um, like a pet class with a bow and arrow, uh, like ice effects, um, as fairly magic orientated. Yeah. And then Graveborn actually is the one I'm thinking of. Uh, potentially maining because I love anything that requires you to lose health to like gain more power so the graveborn is like a mage but uses their health as like their mana essentially high risk high reward right yes I love I love anything that uses blood as a as a resource always been one See, of my favourite things that scares like, me like almost just because... dying just for that last bit of like awesome damage is just like so cool for me Ah, oh, see, like for me, I get stressed out because I think oh, I'm gonna too. die all the time. Oh basically. yeah, me too. That's what that's like part of the fun. <laughs> part of the reason why I love it so much is because in Marvel Heroes, like my favorite game of all time, um, when you play as Blade, he uses his blood as like a resource, and the amount of times where I'd, I'd be on one health because there's like an ability where you can't die, but you, the lower health you have, the more damage you do. I think they're gonna have a very similar thing with this Graveborn character, so. And the Greyborn character looks very like um, like Diablo esque as well. Like they've sort of gone with that whole sort of like death, grim reapery types thing mm. as well. And then the Spore Warden is very like 
like elvish seeming, you know. Very like forests, kind of like bow and arrows, like all this kind of stuff. So, yeah. So, Jay, my quick quick question on this, right? So, the classes they do seem to be differentiating and switching up a bit, which is quite cool, right? But then also, um, how I so I know you do research before you jump into a game, right? Yeah. But there must surely there is an element of because you don't know what sort of enemies you're coming up against, how often those enemies come up to you and stuff. <laughs> Is there an element where actually once you finish the game, then you really know what class and what build you want to be and all that stuff? I feel like much like okay, I don't know. I, I'm going to be par- going to be comparing a lot to Pokemon, but okay, um, <laughs> much like Pokemon, the starter of your starter Pokemon that you choose doesn't really have. I mean, it does. It has a lot of, of effect on what how your uh, playthrough is going to be. But a lot of the time, you're not really going to lose because you're still going to be able to complete the game regardless of who you choose, right? So it's, I think it depends on whether you care about efficiency or not. Right? I think for me, it's going to be a mixture of efficiency and fun. Like I'm going to be picking the, the character that I really think is the best looking and the best um, feeling of a character for me, but also the one that tends to be max damage and like you know tanky and all this kind of stuff. Like I'm going to want to be efficient and... Uh, and fairly tactical about it too. So, but I don't know whether. I mean, I feel like everyone's going to have an idea of what's going to be the best class, but you're probably not going to know until you've either tried them all out yourself, or you've seen other people try them out and give like a tier list type situation, you know. But I mean, yeah, you can do as much research as you want into that. I'm sure there's going to be a, leading up to when the game comes out. There's going to be a lot of information coming out about uh, which characters are probably going to be best and then it's probably all going to change about a week or two in and be like, no, nope, we thought this character was going to be good but it's actually terrible and then all this kind of stuff. You know? Sure. That tends to be the and way. Also, so. on, on Wonderlands, Jay, I messaged <laughs> you, uh, the game has apparently gone gold. Yeah, this we, we're both surprised crazy. about this. Huh? So yeah, the game's so like coming out March 22nd, March? I think, and it's only February. It get, went gold like February 2nd or something, February 4th. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So we're already like a month, almost two months prior, and we've already gone gold. Which, so for people who don't know, so gone gold used to basically mean that they'd have a full version of the game playable that they can put on a disc and then like put on shelves, and then they'll release a day one patch for loads of bugs and stuff. But it basically means <sighs> it's. I guess it's a kind of symbol of saying most of the game is done. There's probably a few patches, but most of the game is done and ready to release. This is kind of like like a happens like two weeks before the game comes out. Oh, I was going to to ask, yeah. So this is this is kind of like a fifty-fifty in terms of like whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. It could be a good thing in that they're spending more time on the day one patch, right? And that they're able going to be they're going to be able to test and fix more before the game's actually like released. Or it's a bad thing because they're not confident that what they already have is good enough so they need to have that more time to be able to fix things so it's kind of like the same it's a it's a same situation on both sides but you're probably still going to get the end result i'm not really sure i mean i feel like they i mean you know one land is basically borderlands 4 so i mean they already had most of what they needed yeah so the i can't imagine there, you know right? yeah the game i can't imagine there's going to be much wrong with it i mean borderlands aren't known for their buggy game i don't think necessarily no no i don't think so i mean borderlands 3 i believe i played quite soon after it came out i think i hit a couple of bugs but nothing that major um and like you say jay i 
I can't help but think this means that like it's going well on schedule. They've known, you know, what they wanted to do with it, and it's just gonna hopefully be really polished. Actually, like this might be the yeah. new norm for games. We might start seeing the going gold to be slightly uh, earlier because they want to spend more time on that day one patch. You know, potentially, yeah. So I feel like a lot of games recently have come out gold two weeks before. That'd be usually two or three weeks, right? And then they spend like a two or three weeks on that day one patch, and then it's still not good enough. Right. I reckon they just right. want it. They oh maybe they are going to do the same amount of time they spend on the day one patch, and then they're probably going to like put time into whatever they're doing after that, leading up to release to be like content that comes out um, like pretty soon after the game starts. Or they could be doing that in like preparation for things that could go wrong. They're going to pre-fix, you know. So, like I say, they're just gonna they're just gonna te- they're gonna have longer to test to make sure everything's good. <laughs> I don't know, or maybe Hopefully. they want they want more time because a lot what happen is like obviously a game comes out and they'll spend they'll like hot fix the game like ten times after like the first week, and that costs a hell of a lot of money. So what they're gonna try and they're gonna try and save money by hot fixing before the game even comes out. So I reckon they've gone gold gold early. So they can play the game between now and when it actually comes out. So they can hot fix before they need to spend lots of money on actually having to do it. And also, hopefully, it means that we'll get some polished DLC for it too. If yeah. they've got more time to work on the DLC, you know. How soon after the release will we see DLC? Like nine months, ten months? Release? A year? Yeah. No, How long after Borderlands enough. Three did we get DLC? <clears throat> A few months, I think. Really? I can't even remember. Yeah, I can't remember anyway. Yeah. Okay. It was a few. I think I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure all four DLC packs were released for season pass one were released within a year. Okay. I think it might also be that so, they've yeah. also got more character classes now, so they might need more time just to like make sure everything works with each of the characters too. Balanced. Yeah, that's true. Just that's balancing, true. testing, hey, make can sure you it works. Please yeah. transition us to the news for this yeah. week. First up, Jay, some. Bad but unsurprising news. Disappointing but good, you know, long term. Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League oh, yeah. is going to be delayed till 2023. Yeah. Uh, reported on by Bloomberg. It looks as though it's been pushed back while Warner Brother Games are gearing up releases for other games like Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga, which looks great, by the way, for anyone who's checked out that big trailer reveal. They finally, we've got a date. I think it's in April or something, and I'm really hoping it's polished and stuff because I've been working on that game for ages, so one would hope it's the best Lego game, but that's neither here nor there. Um, So, yeah, so apparently it's been delayed till 2023. Like I said, perhaps unsurprising because we have... It's a huge game. We didn't see it for like years. I mean, we haven't seen it for years. I mean, at this rate, Jay, do you know what, actually, Jay? Do you know what? Do you know what? It is good. Because like we say, right, like hopefully that means the game will be better. However, you do get to a point where a game's so delayed and it's been so long, actually, you're a bit like, actually, I don't know if this game is going to be that good, actually. (laughs) Like a bit like... um, a bit like Dying Light 2, actually, which has just come out. I haven't played it, but I was thinking, like, oh, they're taking their time. It's going to be, like, like the best zombie game ever made, basically, right? They're doing this really ambitious stuff. And it came out, and it wasn't quite that. 
And now it's getting to the point where, let me just double check this, right? But I believe Arkham Knight came out something like 2016, okay? So we're coming up to nearly eight years since their last game. They had DLC for Arkham Knight, granted, 2015. So we're coming, yeah, I mean, we're eight, I mean, it's going to be eight years. Eight years since their last game came out. Eight years. So on the one hand, you know, we're like, take your time, make the game, don't crunch too much, all that kind of good stuff. Then on the other hand, I'm like, that's true, but I do actually want a game, you know? Isn't that uh, like similar years. time frame for Cyberpunk as well? Like eight, ten years? Well, Witcher 3 came out 2015, and they had huge DLC. Um, and then when Cyberpunk came out? 2020, mate? Yeah. That's five years, which is like pretty okay. average. I but think. the first trailer we got for Cyberpunk was 2012. This is true. This is true. Which is about eight years from trailer to release. This is true. And look how that turned out. Yeah. Nah, but bigger. but, but they did have a lot. You know, they obviously had Witcher and a bunch of other stuff in between. So. Yeah. Uh, what, what do, do I think, think about, about the delay? Um, yeah, I mean, delays are almost always a good thing. Almost, like I say, almost always. Um, where, do we know when Arkham uh, Gotham? What's it, is Gotham it Gotham Knights? Is that coming out this year, right? Or next? Yeah, twenty twenty two. I'm pretty sure that's another reason yeah, why they so, might be moving things yeah, around. Yeah, so I think, um, I think some people were speculating that this, that's still due for release this year. But like, does it make sense to release them close to each other or not close to each other? No, I'm not sure. Probably not. Personally. Yeah. No. I think you'd okay. want to separate it because you wouldn't want too much uh, DC content too close together. And did we ever, Jay? I remember us looking it up, looking this up. Did we confirm whether there is in the same uh, universe as the Suicide Squad game? I'm not. I'm not sure. I don't think it is. Um, would be nice to know, actually. Here's another crazy thing. I'm sure that um, W Games Montreal have worked on DLC and things for like uh, Arkham Knight and stuff, but the last game they released was Arkham Origins in 2013. So this is going to wow. be nearly 10 years since their last game. So, so I, I just don't know what's going on. It says they aren't in the same universe, but Suicide Squad is confirmed to be in the same universe as the Arkham series. Okay. And then Gotham Knights is going to start a new one, so a separate universe. Yeah, see, I feel like it would have made more sense for them to be in the same universe, but I guess they've they've got their reasons. Yeah, I'm sure. I think they want to try and go... They want to take the DC story in the games to much like how they're doing with the Marvel stuff in the movies. They just want to have different versions of it so that they can mess around with the story however they want to, you know? Mm. Which is probably, a, you know... Okay. Yeah, a fine thing to do, I guess. And speaking on Cyberpunk, Jay, looks like Ooh. the next-gen version is leaked on a couple of stores online. Yeah, PS5. So, it's already sort of gearing up, it looks like. So the next-gen so, version is supposed to be the ultimate update, right? Where, like, everything's fixed now. <laughs> I always forget. Is that what sort of been I think, I think it's coming out in June or July. I think that's the plan. Which is a way but away. It might be but... coming sooner. I don't right? know. Like, if it's been leaked. I think that's, I think that's the speculation. I think... Well, I, I, no, I think it was supposed to be coming out June, July last year. Yeah, that's true. And then they delayed it, or maybe it was even the year before. I can't, I can't Actually, didn't we now. get that update that said it was going to be either in quarter one or quarter two of this year? Yes. And we're technically in quarter one right now, so. Yes. Technically, it, come out, so, it could come out any time between now and the middle of the year. We don't know. I'm ready for it, though. I kind of, I'm in the mood for Cyberpunk again, so. 
And I think I you you're kind of in the in the line of thinking that if this uh, update is good enough, that you actually might play it. You know. That is correct. That okay. is correct. Yep. Sweet. I look forward to what you. And last. Yeah. So. I mean, look, when the next-gen update comes out, I'll see what the reception's like. I don't see any reason, Jay, why it shouldn't be spectacular since they've delayed it for so long. At this You'll point. probably like, get it for a pretty good price, too. I think the lowest I've seen it is, like, 15 quid, maybe. Oh, wow. Okay. But that was, like, I on mean, sale when it was, like, at its highest of, like, bad uh, press, basically. Do they have a season pass that you can buy? or No, 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 no like season that. pass. Just I think the game only cost 50 quid when it first came out because it was just basic, wasn't it? So... Okay, interesting. Right, okay. It's actually a pretty fairly last low up, price, isn't it, compared to yeah, yeah. <laughs> most games. Uh, last up, Jay, for this week. Um, it's actually quite a big story, so I'll be interested to see what your thoughts are. But Sony, PlayStation have bought Bungie. It's insane, yeah. So well, I reckon we're we going to <laughs> we're gonna have some sort of war right now, aren't we, about acquisitions and stuff? I'd, I wasn't sure PlayStation was capable of making more acquisitions because they're so for 3.6 billion by the way guys yeah they're so particular in who they acquire right and it makes a lot of sense when they acquire blue point when they acquire insomniac games obvious choices bungie not so much an obvious choice jay what's well, the why thing so right interesting. bungie is known for being the xbox developer right i feel like they've been with halo you know were part of the halo thing for so long it was just like bungie was synonymous with xbox but I feel like once Bungie sort of let go of that Xbox side of things with three three four three and that all that all happened, they kinda of wanted to set themselves aside from Xbox and kinda of go on their own, right? That was like the whole point. But now obviously they've sort of gone, well we might as well try PlayStation, see what happens. But it definitely is quite a low blow in terms of like Xbox could have I think Xbox probably tried and they were like, Yeah, we don't really want to go with you, so we'll just, you know, be on our own for a bit. We'd rather yeah, well, you know, sort they, ourselves I out. mean, they separated from Microsoft, so you wonder whether there might be any legal things there too about them reacquiring Bungie. I can't imagine Microsoft would have looked at acquiring Bungie just because no, they've got. They, three they've three, already they've got, got so Halo. much other stuff. Yeah, there's no point. Yeah, yeah. So I don't want to dive too much into it, Jay. But basically, there's lots and lots of quotes from Jim Ryan, the CEO of PlayStation, and um, they basically talk about how. Uh, there's this great speculation going on, right? That they've bought Bungie because they want more live service games. They do single player story games, the best in the business, which is true. And now they're looking to do more kind of live service stuff. And actually, when I thought about it, Microsoft have done that with Sea of Thieves. So, you know, fair play. I think that's part of acquiring Bungie. I think Bungie are one of the people who do it the best in terms of probably the ones who get the most money for it, at least, and, you know, have a strong player base. So furthermore, there's also been some job posts online, Jay, for the various different studios that Sony own, like Naughty Dog and stuff like that. And it looks like loads of them are working on multiplayer projects kind of thing. Okay. So then people are wondering, like, are they basically gearing up all of these franchises and releasing multiplayer versions? You know, like, we never got Last of Us Part 2 multiplayer, but we did have Last of Us Part one multiplayer uh -huh. so where's that what's going on with that it's you know coming up to the two year anniversary since last was part two came out which is just blowing my fucking mind uh -huh. um so um yeah so it's, it is a bit like you know what's going on over there and i think them buying place uh sorry playstation buying bungie we again you know we would i'm sure we will speculate about this for ages and ages but 
it's not immediately as exciting as Activision Blizzard because for me, they, you know, they stated saying they'll still be independent, they'll still be working on Destiny. We don't know what else Bungie's working on and we won't know what they're working on. It's probably going to be another live service thing, which doesn't excite me in the least. So for me, you know, like when Xbox buys Activision Blizzard, we're talking about, you know, what's Diablo 4 going to be like? You know, like all of these different, what's COD going to be like moving forward, all these different things. And like when PlayStation buy Bungie, it's a bit like, okay, so they're going to, you know, offer all this behind the door stuff. But from, from, our, from our perspective, Jay, like it doesn't really impact us almost at all, really. I don't know what you think. Like apart from the long-term PlayStation stuff. What do you mean it doesn't impact us? I'm confused. Well, like, we're not getting, like, new games from this deal. We're not getting a different Destiny from this deal. <coughs> we're not getting a shake-up of Bungie for this deal. We're not getting, in my in my uh, point of view, we're not getting exciting new games from this deal. You know, like, we're not getting well, a single-player game. Well, not yet, but much in the same way that we're probably going to be getting new stuff from Activision, Blizzard, from Microsoft. We've just got sure, to wait a bit. Sure. We haven't heard anything yet because they won't, they only just act, you know. They only just bought them. So. Oh, I know, but I'm I'm thinking even like in the next few years, like there's not much. Well, I can... if if I was, do you think Bungie will will? So you got to think, right? Are they just going to continue with Destiny and make Destiny three, or are they going to make something completely brand new? Right. Like, what's their next move after after which is it? Witch Queen is that what's called? I forgot yeah. what the next thing's yeah. called. Like after that, what are they going to do with Destiny? Like, is it going to be another deal, another year of DLC, or is it going to be Destiny Three, or is it going to be something completely different? Are they going to split into two teams and make another game, and only like maybe have one half the team sort of like very low level hum of new content for Destiny, and then the other team completely work on something completely new? Like, we have no idea. We can obviously speculate about what we'd want and what would work, but I reckon on their side, they're probably thinking, well, what's going to make us the most money and what's the least amount because Sony are really not good about their risk taking I don't think so mm. I, I have a feeling that if Bungie wanted to make the decision to make something new Sony might not let them because we, we can see that with Days Gone they didn't want Days Gone 2 they wanted something new so that might they might even want something new and Bungie want to continue with Destiny like we don't know you know it could be either so or so true uh, a point of view that I really uh, thought was uh, different, uh, Colin Moriarty talked about it on here, the PlayStation podcast, Sacred Symbols, and he was basically talking about, uh, I mean, you can go listen to it, I'm not going to try and paraphrase him and stuff, but he was talking about how uh, Microsoft, you know, there's lots of cases where they don't actually manage their studios that well, nor their games that well, purely from an output perspective. So, for instance, um, you look at Halo Infinite, it got delayed. It, it was missing all these features at launch. I love it, but it's missing all this stuff at launch, right? You've then got things like Rare. Like, what the hell's Rare been doing for the last, like, seven, eight years apart from Sea of Thieves? Like, where's Everwild? What's going on there? Apparently, that was rebooted. Like, Compulsion Games, what's going on over there? Like, We Happy Few didn't seem like a huge hit. So, like, what's going on there? Ninja Theory Hellblade 2 is coming. So, fair enough. So... I could just keep listing off all these studios and stuff, dude. But like, I am a bit sort of wondering. Like, do my mic just drop a little? I even know. I'm just wondering a little. Like, do my are Microsoft two hands on or two hands off? Because I feel like so. So okay, here's one. Here's one. So I think I had it in my brain. Oh goodness me! There was a time scale of two different things. So okay, 
So you have Sucker Punch and Ghost of Tsushima, right? And I think it took, I'm not sure, Jay, but I think it took them like six or seven years to make Ghost or something like that, okay? I think they had a cancelled game. Maybe, I don't know. So it, so Sony ended up producing, helped producing that game, right? And then in the same time, or a similar time frame, let's say similar time frame, um, Microsoft also put out a game that was like thoroughly delayed. Um, it might have even been Halo Infinite in my mind, but what I was trying to illustrate is that, you know, what Sony gets Ghost and Microsoft pretty much haven't released anything in that time scale as good as Ghost with a studio that might have had a troubled development. You know what I mean? Like um like Halo Infinite for instance. Uh-huh. So what what so, you're saying that you would like that? <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm just curious to know what's going on in Microsoft and how they manage their studios, right? Yeah. Like so like and the point Colin was making was like they just they buy studios because they can't manage them well enough to release amazing games. I'm like, I don't actually disagree with that really, you know, like Again, Jay, you know, when was the last... I mean, apart from Horizon, maybe, Forza Horizon, when was the last Xbox exclusive that you were really pumped for, you know? It's a good question. I'd have to look up what their recent exclusives were, but, I, I mean, there's none, like... there. Yeah, there really isn't anything that comes to mind, necessarily. Most of the games that I've looked forward to over the last couple of years have just been from other people, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, understandable. I think Fable might be on that road, is it not? Yes, yeah. So I guess Fable is like one of those games that has needed help along the way, and Microsoft are probably aided. I have a feeling Microsoft aided with Psychonauts too. Yes, that's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, that's no, I true. think that's... most most of the hype that I have for like games coming out are not necessarily Microsoft uh, managed. Microsoft don't have a hand in two K, do they? No, no not yet. So. so no. All right, well, ran over anyway. Um, Jay, can you please take us to my topic for this week? It's a little game called Death's Door, Jay. So, oh, right, okay. Yeah, so I'm just getting up the old facts and figures for you. Uh-oh. So Death's Door is made by Acid Nerve, which is comprised of two people, and then they work with other people and outsource wow. different work. So their first game, I believe, uh, was a game called... Sorry, I'm trying to get this. <laughs> That's fine. Titan Souls. You, oh, you I, I played Titan Souls. Yeah. Okay. I cool. really enjoyed yeah, that. So that was good. Yeah, so it's like that kind of pixelated, you know, Shadow of the Colossus, Dark Souls type game. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of people really liked it, and then it looks like because it was a bit of a hit, I guess they got the resources and money to help produce Death's Door. So it comes out six years later, 2021, because it came out last year. It was one of those games which I didn't buy because I was kind of looking at like I, it looks like it's going to come to Game Pass kind of thing. Okay. But anyway, it got really it was really well received, and I was really intrigued by the look of it. It was really well received. So uh, after my gaming enlightenment, after speaking to Jay, okay, I thought, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll download it. It's on Game Pass. I'll download it. I'll give it a shot. And I, I sort of said to myself, like, like, let's just go for the game, man. Like, if you don't like it in half an hour to an hour, just bounce and go play something else. And lo and behold, um, within 10 minutes, I was like, this game is amazing. Okay. There's so many things that like I, lo- I love about it. I- I've played through it twice. One on normal difficulty, one on hard difficulty. I've got oh, all the wow. achievements. 
Um, I think I've probably put in me maybe 20 hours, maybe a bit less than that, maybe 18 hours. Not bad. It's probably like 12 to 15 hours for a normal playthrough, maybe a bit more if you um, do all the collectibles and stuff. So I absolutely love this game, Jay. It's got a sort of soulsy uh, difficulty kind of vibe going on with it, which I really actually liked, you know, like bringing up that whole, you know, like Nick don't, shy away from a challenge kind of thing that we've been talking about okay it's got people keep saying it's like a zelda-esque type game jay but i don't like zelda so no which is weird because pokemon legends arceus is much a zelda game and i absolutely know i feel like i would like breath of the wild or whatever the most recent zelda game is which is just so much of it is like not Pokemon, <laughs> right, you know, right. which I feel like is probably what you're probably thinking a similar thing where this game isn't Zelda, which is the reason why you like it, but it's like it, you know. Exactly. But you can have the same framework of a game, but if the game doesn't involve Zelda, you're probably going to like it more, depending on who you are, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like, like there are puzzles in it, but like they're not they're not really puzzles. Like if I can do them, you know, you know what I mean? Like, and I don't like puzzles. So it was just really, really working for me. I think the story is a little bit confusing towards the end, trying to put all the pieces of the puzzle on my head together. Okay. But I think the main message is like really, really nice. And, um, it's um it's got i think i told you jay it's got this studio ghibli vibe with some of the art style and some of the enemies and things i like that and i just really loved it actually uh, and would highly rec- highly recommend anyone go try it out on game pass go try it out I, I mean loads of people have loved this game so there's a guy i listened to on a podcast i think it was his game of the year and i was like no way is this actually a game of the year <laughs> kind of thing um, and it totally is. It absolutely totally is. Really? And um, when did it come out? Sorry. When did it come out? Death Door. Did it come out this year or last, last year? year? I can't... No, it was last year. Was it like December last year? So like right at the end. Yeah, November. Oh, okay. There you go. Okay. I feel like a lot yeah. of games that come out sort of like the last three months of a year tend to not get looked at for game of the year. Which is really a shame because I think most of the best games come out um, in the last, well, yeah, I'd say the last three months of of a year. The November period is like really important for game releases, I'd say. Yeah, and like it probably got shied away from all the big stuff coming out, right? But um, but yeah, it's it's really fantastic. Um, it's it yeah. Do you know what? It's it's just very simple in its delivery and its design. You know, there's no overcomplication. You know the mechanics. You just got to, you know, just... And what I also love, Jay, was just the exploration. Like, I, you know, when I got back home, I was like, I really want to play this game. And I want to just explore this area. <laughs> and because there was that difficulty spike, I think you probably get this because you like Dark Souls and stuff. But there was this whole, like, I don't know what's going to be around the next corner. And I'm quite excited because there is a bit of fear in it almost a little bit too. So, so yeah, wouldn't recommend enough. Any okay. questions, Jay? Well, that's the thing. I don't really know what the game is even like. I haven't even seen what the game looks like. I might have to like just okay. quickly... So you're a crow that basically reaps souls. Um, okay. And you work for... Like, you, all the crows do that. It's your job. <clears throat> and it's a top-down... I think they call it isometric. Top-down isometric game. Um, full 3D. All that good stuff. 
and um, you basically have a sword and a bow, and you're just killing enemies. As you yeah, it actually looks lots pretty decent. I'm now, I love the artwork of the cover, I'll tell you that right now. Oh, it's like great, the, isn't it? One thing I love, like, the artwork of the cover makes me go, oh, I wouldn't mind playing that. Yeah. Like, that's an, if that's, like, all it takes, then yeah, cool. It doesn't look bad, actually. It does, I tell you what, it looks a lot like uh, Titan Souls, like what you were talking about. Sure. So yeah, it makes sense that it's the same developer because it has a very. I reckon that previous game was like a test, really. It was like, oh, what can we do to improve that game and completely change it? Still, you know. Huh. I'm trying to think what I can compare it to. Uh, uh compare it to Bastion, maybe. Remember Bastion? A little bit. Yeah, a little. Yeah, a little bit. It kind of yeah, reminds me sure. of that. Yeah, yeah, isometric. Yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, it would be cool sure. if you could play this game in third person. I feel like if there was an option to do that, it'd be pretty fun. What do you mean third person? Like from over the shoulder. Oh, right. Rather than from okay. the Diablo angle. Sure. Or the Baldur's sure. Gate I mean, that, that's a lot of work. Yeah. That's a lot of work. Um, so, yeah. So that's it that. looks a bit like Hades, too, actually. It's got a very similar Hades feel. Yeah, the artwork almost looks a little bit like the Hellboy graphic novels as well, oh, which is really okay. nice. Yeah, if it's on Game Pass, I wouldn't mind giving that a go, actually. Do it, do it. I'm now <laughs> looking at Xbox exclusives. I've actually found quite a few that I'd like the look of, or like have played and thought they look good. But I mean, there's there's oh, there's 15 pages, and I think each page has about 20 games on it. And I've only found like eight games that actually like are good in my eyes. Okay. Or ones that I like stand out to me. So let me just go through those really quick. Do you know, remember, so these are the upcoming ones. Do you remember that uh, trailer for Redfall? The yeah. Sort of like, was it a vampire thing? Vampire, yeah. That looks pretty decent. That's definitely like an exclusive. It's supposed to be an Xbox exclusive. Um, so that's one to look forward to. Starfield is obviously another one to like look forward to, right? Oh, dude. Do you know what, Jay? I was thinking about this. I've been thinking about Starfield, right? I've been thinking about Starfield since we looked at our top five games of all time that we've played on Xbox on that museum thing. Mm. And I was like, you know, like, yeah, cool. Like, Skyrim obviously is because like I love all those games. I love Fallout Four. I love Fallout Three. Um, but I'm cautiously optimistic about Starfield. But yeah, I am really that's probably excited. the we best place to it. be, honestly. Yeah, right, right. Um, what, what about you? You you just intrigued to see what it looks like and stuff. Well, I kind of, kind of already know what it, what some of the graphics look like. But I don't know how the game. Like I'm more curious about how the game's going to play. Like what's going to be the the loop, essentially, or what's going to be like the hook, you know? Oh, I think what's going to make me want to like is it just going to be Skyrim in space? I don't understand. You know, I think so. Yeah, I think. So. I mean, that might be good enough for me, honestly. And just a few notable exclusives from over the year. The Medium was a recent one that I still need to play. <laughs> uh, Bleeding Edge, another one I really liked. Again, um, no, didn't make an impact really, did it? The Ori know? games, they made a pretty yes. big, fairly big impact. Yeah. Yeah, um, Crackdown yeah. 3 yeah. obviously was not like a massive not deal great. but still an exclusive and then probably one of my personal favourite games of the last decade Quantum Break absolutely love that game another exclusive okay, yeah. I think it might have been Crackdown 3 that I was thinking of in my head right? yeah probably so, yeah. So, so yeah so similar time frame to Ghost and then Microsoft puts out Crackdown 3 PlayStation puts out Ghost of Tsushima you know what I mean but anyway yeah I anyway. definitely know which one I'd rather play <laughs> I know every game's different, I know. Um, Jakey, please take us back to the home screen and we will finish the show. Yeah. Uh, firstly, 
I will let everyone know that our quote slash anecdote of the week is just don't drink. Just don't drink alcohol. <laughs> okay? Well, don't I do don't, it. so I'm already good there. We're already halfway there. Yeah. We're already halfway there. All right, Jay, it's time for Guess Who's Review. For those who don't know, I've picked three random quotes from a random game review, which we do most weeks. Jay's got to guess the game based on the quotes. I thought it was a, I scores. thought it was me doing it. What was uh, what oh, was, was last? I don't know. What was last week? I didn't. I didn't think we did last week's. I, I, I think we bailed. Or the week before, I should say. Then. I I really don't. I thought it was you. I thought I had to get one, but um, I mean, might be worth checking. I am wrong. I'm trying to remember what the last I did Hitman for you, right? Yes. Hitman three, and then did you do one for me after that, or no? I don't think I did. Let me just check. Because if not, I guess it is your turn. But... Du, 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 du. No, we didn't do it. Show fifty-one. Did we do one? For so it must 50? have been hit. It must have been Hitman three. So it is your turn then to do one for me. Yeah. What's okay. the scores? Do you know? Uh, I think it's like thirty to twenty-eight, maybe. Really? Let me double check. Uh, I've got so much fat on my body. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Yeah, it was your turn last, Jay. Okay. Um, I think I haven't updated the scores, so I think you got it. Did you get it on the first one or the second one? First one. That's 29. So 29 to 26. Yeah. Okay, Jay's potential to catch up here. Mm. So, Jay, this is not an easy one. Okay. Okay, but you have played it, and I'm pretty sure you liked it. Okay. Oh no! Already giving you some clues here. So here we go. Quote number one: The story told in blank isn't a sequel to the popular anime, but more of a reimagining of the origin we all know and love. God damn it! All right. So there's anime involved, right? Go again. Say it again. The story told in blank isn't a sequel to the popular anime, but more of a reimagining of the origin we all know and love. So it's an anime that everyone knows. Apparently. Maybe everyone in the game. I'm not an anime person, so I I don't want to... Thing is, is this anime anime, or is it just like a cartoon animation? Because I feel like some people don't... Even though they say it's anime, it might actually just be a cartoon. I honestly can tell you, mate. Well, popular anime is like Naruto, it's like One Piece, um, but I haven't really played a lot of the, I mean, okay, so I, I'm going to have a guess mm-hmm. and say it's the, the recent Demon Slayer game that came out, the one I played recently, the, uh, con- the something Chronicles, whatever it is, I forgot what it's called now. Incorrect, Jay. Damn it, okay. Alright, we're going to go to quote number two. Yes, please. Oh, by the way, I'll give you a hint. Really think back to your back catalogue here, okay? Oh, God. Not not games you haven't completed, just games, you know... Oh, I, mean? I think I might know what it is now, but go on. Sure. Slicing people in half and watching torso-less bodies drop to the floor is awesome. But what makes all that even better is the ability to aim your swing. While you wait for the shine to get to the optimal spot on your sword, you can use the joystick to move a white line on the enemy up, down, 
left or right, depending on your swing angle. Okay, so I. That's not, there's no there's no anime involved in that game. I don't think. I think I know what game you're thinking of, and it's not that game. Oh, uh, okay. Hang on there. You thinking of a game that begins with M? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's not that. I'm actually baffled. These always annoy me because I'm really bad at like thinking. Okay, like... okay. So it's an anime. It's a game based on an anime. Okay? Sure. You've got a sword. You've got like a slicing mechanic. Apparently, it's quite popular. I've told you it's. You've got to think back to your back catalogue here. So it's fairly it's gory sounding. That... Yeah, I'm not sure. I haven't played it. You talk about slicing it. bodies in half. Yeah, yeah. Maybe think about what sort of sword that might be. You know? It's not going to be a recent game. It's not going to be a recent game. You know what I mean? I'm going to be annoyed at not being able to get this. I genuinely can't think. Um, The only animes that I can think of... I'm thinking of Berserk, but I don't think there's even a Berserk game. Like Berserk's like the classic, especially it with might the big be a manga. Sword. Is that is it, is anime's based on manga, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. There's also Black Clover, but the recent games have done that. You can't cut anyone in half. Okay, I'm going to give you a clue because I think it's it's quite hard. Yeah. The voice actor. Oh God. I believe of the character is one of the most famous actors in the world. I think that helps. And I believe he, you know, voiced him in the game. Oh, I know. Okay, this is this oh, is he's this got is. It. Well, well, no, I haven't because it's not a bloody anime. It's a comic book character. Oh, what? Uh, okay. Obviously, we're thinking of something completely different. Jesus <laughs> Christ! What? Okay, what so your, what your... my guess was going to be Deadpool. Like the Deadpool game that came out ages ago. That's not anime. That's not anime. I know. That's I why I'm confused. That. That's why I'm yeah, like, because I, I thought Ryan Reynolds, and I was thinking, well, he voices technically he plays and voices Deadpool. All right, I will need a guess, Jake, because we're running out of time. Don't have one. Skip. Next. Next quote. Okay. Quote number three. I'm really scared. You're not going to get this. I'm not. I'm falling am. through the air while brawling with Afro droids while while rocking out to some beats for an amazing <sighs> experience is an amazing experience. But when you couple that with a piss poor camera, terrible platforming sections, and cheap mentally challenged bosses, the end product suffers. I think this is Afro Samurai. Is that your final guess? Yeah. It is Afro Samurai. I haven't played that game, but okay. I I think your achievements say otherwise, Jay. I think your achievements say otherwise. Maybe I have, but I completely forgot. Okay. Is that, th- is that a 360 game? Fate Gamer? Yeah, it is, yeah. I don't think I've even seen the um, the anime or the manga for it either. Dude, I remember you saying you like that game, man. Yeah, no, it's one of those ones that I always wanted to get into, but never really did. Oh, man. Oh, well. I got it, though. One point. <laughs> you got it. 
Yeah, I'll take it. That was from Greg, the old Greg Miller at IGN. Beyond. Jesus. Wow, yeah, that was a tough one. Yeah, it was a tough one. I'll give you that. It was a tough one. Okay. Um, that was just a random pick from your achievement list. I might have to go so through I yours. Just, I just thought you'd get it, basically. Yeah, because I was a bit worried that the t I picked out two reviews for this, just so, so you give me some options. Sure. And I don't know if I've if we've actually, if you've done them both for me or if I've thought about doing them for you before and then didn't do them. Sure. Because I've kept the list of all the ones I've done, but I don't think you've kept the list of all the ones you've done. I started. So I, I'm a bit worried I now about like that the ones I've picked are like wrong, so I might have to like go into your achievement list and see what some. Uh, nah, just do hard ones. Are. I'll get them. Don't worry. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> all right, Jay. Thank you for your time this week. Thanks everyone for listening. I'm going to go and pass out yeah, and good um, idea. Jay's going to play some more Pokemon I think. Yeah, lots more to do still. Very good. Very good. Alright guys, we'll see you next week probably, hopefully, maybe normally at uh, normal times and stuff. Uh, if you do get a moment, please do consider leaving a review, sharing it. I know it's not very cool, but I don't care. And um, <laughs> we will see you next week, no doubt. Cool. Goodbye. Peace.